Genesis chapter 3, verse number 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said, the serpent said, unto the woman, Yea, hath God said that ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. The serpent was subtle. And the serpent said to the woman, Hath God not said, This old subtle serpent that God created has never stopped trying to be slick. Now I know that it's the 21st century and people are like, oh, this old world that we live in, it's just, oh, all of the sin and the sensuality and lasciviousness and oh, the perverseness. Hey, listen, this is not a new trick. It's the same thing that's always been. But I'm going to tell you what else has always been. Is that God is a God of mercy. And he's put his hand on some people that want to love him. And he said, if, if you'll love me and you'll do what I've told you to do, you'll be my people. And I'll be your God. And so the world wants you to believe that nobody wants this and that nobody's going to live for God. But I'm here today. Encouraged. Look at this room. Somebody's going to live for God. Somebody's going to. I know. I've, I've heard the preaching, and I've preached some on it, the great falling away. I know that. There's going to be a great falling away, and it's probably happening before our eyes. But God's also filling those seats with hungry people. I, I read that hell hath enlarged itself. I understand that. But I also know that when you read what John saw in Revelation... He said it was a number that I could not number. He said it was ten thousands upon ten thousands of his saints. Hey, can I tell you, somebody's going to make it. Somebody's going to make it, and I believe you're one of them. Praise the Lord. Now, I'm going to preach to you. It ought to be a shame to preach this simple, but I'm going to preach simple. Somebody shout kindergarten. We're going back to kindergarten, Holy Ghost kindergarten today. I'm going to preach to you a simple little thought that the Lord gave me yesterday working in the yard. I want to preach to you about some things that the devil wants you to forget. Some things that the devil wants you to forget. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Now, I got permission from Ray today. For those of you that don't know Ray, he's the usher sitting in the back. Ray, wave at everybody. Okay, that's, that's Ray. Brother Ray came up to me after class and he said, Pastor, are you going to preach short or are you going to preach long? And I said, in the middle. And Ray said, okay, that's fine. So just so you know, I got permission this morning. Praise God. The serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And the serpent said to the woman, Yea, hath God said that you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Well, you and I know because we read this story. We know that God did not say to eat of every tree in the garden. We know that God did not say that. We read that. 
We've seen that. It's obvious. It's evident. It's apparent. It's right there in front. The Lord said, you can have all of this, but you can't have this. You can have all the trees you want. Whatever fruit there is, you can have it. But there is one tree that I want you to stay away from. It is the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now, there's some things that, that are implicit in this chapter that we need to understand. That at this point, there really was no knowledge of evil in these people. Uh, Adam and Eve were not fully aware of the knowledge of evil as we know evil. They were created in the image of God formed by his hand. The woman was taken out of the man. And if I had time, I'd, I'd, I'd preach to you a little bit on that. This is a big part of what's going on right now in this world. God took every bit of woman out of man. He reached down, took a rib out, and he said, I'm going to take all the woman out of you, and I'm going to make a woman. She's going to be distinct, and you are going to be distinct as a man. God took all the woman out of a man. And he wanted it to be crystal clear. He wanted it to be crystal clear. There is a distinction between who you are and what I'm taking out of you. And you don't get to choose later to put back in. But I don't have time to preach on that. So I, I, I want you to know the first thing that the devil wants you to forget is that the word of God is true. The devil came questioning, the subtle serpent came questioning and the way that he asks questions is interesting because he leads them to an answer. The question that he asks, kind of, if I could say it in a more modern vernacular, he kind of throws God under the bus. That's the way he is because he don't like taking the fall. And he, he throws God under the bus and he said, uh, now, God did say, right, that you could eat everything. Now, here's, here's where this gets critical. Because if you don't remember or know what God said, then you don't really know how to give an answer. Well, I'm going to fill you in on something that may surprise you. The devil knows more Bible than you do. The devil knows more Bible than you do. Now, if I had time to go into hierarchy of angels and all that, today we could walk a little deeper. But I want to show you there is a difference in the way the Lord deals with angels and demonic spirits. The way the Lord deals with the hierarchy of heaven and demonic spirits. When Jesus steps off the boat and the man is possessed with a legion of devils. The Lord looked at the man when he said, why are you here? What, what do I have to do with you? Why have you come to torment me before my time? Jesus just said, go. He didn't mess with those demonic spirits. Those, those disembodied demonic spirits that were roaming the earth, Jesus said, go. He didn't say where to go. They said, would you please send us to the swine? The Lord just said, go. And when they went, they went into the swine, and it was the first time we ever saw deviled ham. They went into the swine, and they jumped off the cliff, and they're swimming, and now it's gone. The Lord said, go. But when Lucifer, the cherub that covered the subtle beast, this subtle serpent who was literally in the hierarchy of heaven's angelic host, the cherubim. He was the cherub that guarded the throne of God. He guarded the presence of God. It was a fallen angel. And when he came to Jesus to tempt him in the wilderness, the Lord did not tell Lucifer to go. It's in your Bible. 
that the Lord looked at Lucifer and said, It is written. Why did he say it was written? Because Lucifer knows what's written. Lucifer knows what's been written in the word of God. You want to know the greatest weapon that you could ever use on the enemy is the word that he knows. And here's the reason why. Because if Adam and Eve walk in the revelation of what they know, they will also know this, that the first words the Lord spoke to them in his word was that I am giving you dominion. I want you to be blessed and you are going to walk in dominion. If you know the word, you've got dominion over the subtle beast. But the enemy wants you to question. He wants you to forget that the word of God is true. Why? Because the word is it's, it's quick and it's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It works. The word is powerful. And, and, and the word is so powerful that it's... It's like it's, it's infinite because the word of God became flesh and dwelt among us. We understand that John 1, 14, the word became flesh. This is all powerful. And we're going to touch on that in just a minute. But the word, the word of God is not just, it's not just the ink that's written on these pages. Now, I believe fully. I believe in the infallibility of the canon of the scripture. By canon, I mean all 66 books. I mean that if it's in this book right here, I believe in it. But the word of God is so much bigger than just what is written. The word of God is, is, is so much bigger than just what we read in the English language. As a matter of fact, the, the word that's used in the New Testament in John 1 for the word in the beginning was the word. The word is the word logos. It's logos in the Greek. And it's so powerful that there's not even an English word that properly can define uh, logos as, as you and I would understand it. But it's like... It's not just the thought of God. Now, I don't want to lose you right here and make you snore in Greek and dream in Hebrew. But it's like, it's not just the thought. It's like the idea that preceded the thought of God. It's like, in other words, it had no beginning. It was there in the beginning, but it has no beginning. The word of God was there. And before there was ever anything, the word was there. God was there. He existed there. He's not just eternal. He is infinite because things that are eternal have beginning but have no ending. And things that are infinite, there is no beginning to them and there is no ending to them. That's why he said, the one which was, which is, and which is to come, the Almighty. Listen, the word of God was established. And you need to know this today, that the word was established before there was a devil. So when the devil comes to you and starts making you question the word, you got a right to pull rank on him and say, my daddy said. Devil, you can try all you want to to make me question. But my daddy's word said, the word of God said that I have dominion over you. And you can try to make me question. But I've already made up my mind that the word is true. Now, I, I got to help you with this because this is. This is the power of a made-up mind. Now, this is the kind of preaching that people don't like, but I'm just going to spit it out there. I'm going to preach it this morning and just let it fall, okay? Uh, um, You you can argue with laws if you want to. That's okay. Man, if you want to be a fool, just argue with it. I've said this many times uh, in in my life. There's, There's probably some ignoramus out there 
that doesn't like the law of gravity. And that's okay. Fine by me. I'm a pilot. I believe in gravity. When I first started my flying career, I found out with some hard bounce landings. Gravity's the real deal, baby. It's real. If you cut the power too fast, you come in too steep, you're going to find out with a $100,000 insurance claim on that vehicle. It's real. If you hit somebody going too fast on a motorcycle and you go flying through the air, you're not Superman and your supercharger boosters aren't going to kick in and keep you flying until you can land soft. Gravity's the real deal. You don't have to like gravity, but it's law. Well, I want to challenge that. Be my guest. Matter of fact, I'll provide the ladder. If you want to climb up on the roof of this church, now please don't take this literal. We are paid up on our insurance, but I don't need no foogaboo going on around here. If you want to climb up on the roof of this church, get you a run and start on the ridge of this church. Run as fast as you can and jump off this building and say, I hate gravity. Somewhere between the time you jump off and the time you hit the ground, it's going to dawn on you. God don't care if you agree with it or not. See, I'm setting this up on the tee. Are y'all picking up where I'm going right here? I don't really, I, I, Brother Stephen, man, he, he touched me in class this morning, what he was dealing with. I don't really agree with the Bible. Okay. You don't have to. You don't. It's, you really don't. You have an option. Thank God he gave us free choice. I don't believe it's true. That's okay. You don't have to. But I'm going to tell you who does. It's the one that's trying to make you believe it's not. And the reason he doesn't want you to believe it's true is because he knows it is. And he wants to meddle with your mind and meddle with your past and meddle with who you've been. And every time you try to live for God, he wants to remind you of everything you've done and every sin that you've committed and every time you've fallen. Come on. He wants to grab the word and start telling you, oh, God, God's not happy with that. God wasn't happy with the way you did that. And he starts meddling in your past because you're trying to do something for God. But I want to tell you about that word. It gives you a right to do something, and the devil knows it's your right. Every time that he tries to remind you of your past, you have a right to remind him of his future. The word of God said we're going to watch this whole cataclysmic happening and it's all going to come down and we're going to watch an angel take a great chain and bind up the accuser of the brethren and he's going to be cast into a bottomless pit. So when he comes to you and makes you question the word, you need to look him right back in the spirit and say, devil, let me remind you, you may accuse me right now, but there's coming a day that you will accuse no more. coming he wants you to forget that the word of God is true and if you believe that say amen Amen. I'll tell you what else he wants you to forget 
He wants you to forget who Jesus is. <laughs> he wants you to forget that Jesus is not just a man. He wants you to forget that Jesus is not just a prophet sent from God. He wants you to believe that Jesus is just a teacher. He, he was just another rabbi. He was just, a, he was just another one that walked among But You and I know better. Because Isaiah 9 and 6 gives us insight to this. And the devil knows Isaiah better than we do. But Isaiah 9 and 6 said to us, For unto us a child is born. Unto us. Come on, say it out loud. The, okay. So the, the, the son. Okay, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, the, the son is given. And the government. Ooh. Now, this is powerful. What do, you, what do you mean to government? I mean Matthew 28 and 18. All power is given to me in heaven and in earth. The government yeah. is on his shoulders. And his name shall be called. Folks, listen. There's a lot of things you can make up. But God's oneness is not something that you can make up. The government shall be upon his shoulders and his name shall be called. Well, why didn't they just say Jesus? Because that name had not been given among men yet. Acts 4 and 12. Well, why didn't they just talk about Jesus in the Old Testament? Because the flesh of Jesus did not exist. He is not co-eternal. He is not co-equal. He is not co-existent. He is not a part of a triune Godhead that we're trying to figure out where to place him. The saving name of Acts 4 and 12 had not yet been given. You understand what I'm saying? There's none other name under heaven. Watch this language. Given among men. Under heaven. Everybody say that. Under heaven. Among men. You know which realm we're talking about yet. We're under heaven and we're among men. Whereby we. Oh man, y'all are preaching so good. Whereby we must be saved. Do you know why people had such a problem with Jesus? Now, there were a lot of people that were named Jesus during that time. I'm certain of it. It was probably, you know, we, we, we see it a lot now. It's even a fairly common name, even among Hispanic communities, Jesus, Jesus, it's a, it, it's a name. But I'm going to tell you why the Hebrews struggled with it so much. Because every time they said the name Jesus, Yeshua, in Hebrew, do you know what the word Yeshua means in Hebrew? Salvation. Every time they wanted to come to him and accuse him, they had to call him salvation before they could. It would be the equivalent of me trying to get on somebody and walking up to them and saying, Hey, salvation, you're a dummy. Oh, okay. But I'm still salvation. The name that will be given him, his name shall be called. We know that his name was Jesus. But his name shall be called Counselor. Say it loud. The everlasting Father. 
Are you, are you following me right here? We know the name Jesus has not yet been given. Salvation has not yet come. But Isaiah said the son that will be given, the government absolutely rests on his shoulders. He will have all power in heaven and in earth. And Jesus said, it's all been given to me in heaven and in earth. Why is that important? Because he's God and man. Dual nature. Not part God, part man. Fully God, fully man. Man, I can't preach this without getting excited. He is God enough to walk through the wall and man enough to sit down and eat fish with them. It is hard to disembrace the idea of who he is once you found out who he is. I'm telling you that Jesus Christ is absolutely the embodiment of the fullness of the Godhead. Colossians 2 and 9 tells us that all the fullness of the Godhead dwelleth in him bodily. Bodily. Oh. Me and Jossie were driving down the road the other day. And I wish I, I wish I had it up here. I wish I had another can up here. This is really good. I love doing this to y'all. You're just watching like. I bet you wish you had some spring water right now, don't you? We were driving down the road the other day in my pickup. And Jocelyn and I were talking about the Godhead. And I, I, I picked up the can. I had a sparkling water can in my truck. And I, I picked it up. And I said, baby... If me and you left here today, and we drove all the way down to the coast of Florida, which honestly sounded like a great idea to me anyway, because <laughs> it was 40 degrees and raining and cold. I said, if we went all the way down to the Gulf Coast today, and we got in a boat and we went out into the Gulf of Mexico 10 miles, and I took this can right here. I dip it down in the Gulf of Mexico and I fill up this can to capacity with Gulf of Mexico water. We drive all the way back to Anderson and we come sit back down in this truck and I'm holding this can full of that water. I said, what's in here? She said, the Gulf of Mexico? I said, yeah. I said, but... What's still in the Gulf of Mexico? She went. <gasps> All the vessel could contain was in that body. But he didn't have to stop being the Gulf of Mexico to fit in that can. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. You can't contain all of God, but all of God was in him. The fullness of God was in him. He, oh my, my, my. He doesn't stop being the father in creation in order to be the son in redemption. Now, why weren't people getting the Holy Ghost while Jesus was walking around? Why didn't he just touch people and they get the Holy Ghost? Well, let's just see what he said about it. He said, he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, and I love points like this because I can take a drink. 
out of his belly shall flow rivers of my Lord y'all are preaching so good this spake he of the Holy Ghost because it had not yet been given John 14 is so powerful when he says to them I will not leave you comfortless Mm. This honest to God preaches itself, Brother Robbie. It does. I will not leave you comfortless. But I will send another comforter in my Father's name. Name? What's his name? Oh, we know his name. Wonderful. Counselor. Mighty God. The everlasting Father. The Prince of Peace. But when the name was given under heaven among men... Man, oh God, we know who he is. He said, but I I will not leave you comfortless. He said, I am with you, but shall be in you. What do you you mean, Pastor? You mean the, the Holy Ghost is not some third person? No, the Holy Ghost is the Spirit of Christ because he said... I will come again to you. Well, why, why didn't people start speaking? What, what about the man on the cross? Why didn't he have to speak in tongues to go to heaven? Because the Holy Ghost had not yet been given. It had not yet been given. He was in the process of purchasing salvation and redemption while the man's hanging on the cross. Well, he was a thief. Oh, he was. But the man that knew the law and been teaching it since 12 years old because he was the author of the law. Said there's nothing that says I cannot forgive your sin right now. But understand, it still takes his name to forgive my sin. We were talking the other day about this idea of taking God and trying to, I'm going to try to use a, a good word here for you, okay? compartmentalizing him that in order for him to present himself to us as our loving father that surely that has to be another person than for him to present himself to us as the loving son but here's the issue with this if we're going to start trying to deify if that's a if that's the right word i can use here to deify every time the Lord shows up and create another person, I want to know, what are you going to do with the burning bush? Because Moses is standing at the burning bush, and he said, well, who, who shall I say sent me? Now, this is the bush talking. Y'all with me? It's on fire, but it's not consumed. The bush, the bush says. Now, whatever, the voice that's in the bush, the fire that's on the bush, you pick it out, okay? What? Whatever you want. Something's talking in the bush. And he said, well, who shall I say sent me? And the bush said, I am that I am. Well, I want to tell you all, I just found the fourth person. But it's not really a person. It's a thing. It's a a bush. Because the bush is talking. So since, since he shows up in the bush, we better get a fourth office. Listen, we get this picture 
that the first person says, I can't, I, I can't fix a sin problem. So he runs down the hall to this little smaller office. And he knocks on the door and he says, excuse me. Um, second one. We are co-equal, but we're not because I need you to do something for me. I need you to finally put on flesh and go down there. And I need you to take care of a sin problem that I can't take care of. So Jesus comes down and he's robed in flesh and he comes through the womb of a virgin and he gives his life. And, and then he's done and he ascends up to the right hand. In his second place that's not so co-equal or coexistent or whatever. And then the, the big guy, the, 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 I don't mean it's disrespectful, but the, the big kahuna, the, the, the big one. He's sitting on the main throne and he says, now you have finished your job, so you stay right there. And he walks down the hall and he knocks on this office. And when that door opens, he's like, he can't see this one because this is the... And he says, look, number two finished his part. So I need you to, uh, I need you to wait for about 40 days, give or take. When he's finished with infallible proofs. And then they're going to sit in the upper room for approximately 10 days. But do you remember way back on Mount Sinai when I gave law yeah, 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 I, I, I remember. Okay, well, during that feast of Shavuot, during Pentecost, I need you to go down there when it's fully come, and I need you to make a grand entrance and just kind of blow in there like a rushing mighty wind. Can you do that? And the third says, well, I, I believe I can. I, I think I will. So 50 days. Comes blowing into the upper room. But this creates quite the conundrum, folks. Because we got one God that's divided himself into several persons. He's trying to do the same thing. At some point, the message falls apart. You can't be co-equal. But one of them have all power in heaven and in earth. Come on. Are you with me? Are, are you snoring in Greek yet? Dreaming in I'm not even going to look because somebody may be dreaming in France. I don't know. Maybe dreaming in French. If the devil can ever get you to question who he is. Then you never fully understand the salvation that comes in his name. It frustrated them to death when Jesus looked. Jesus looks at the crippled man and he says to him, Thy sins be forgiven thee. And they said, Wait! Only God hath power to forgive sins. He goes, Whoa. And he walks up. The Bible said it made him so mad. Go read it. They picked up stones to stone him. Because they knew what he was saying. And they knew who he was. And they knew that he was Emmanuel, God with us. And they knew that he was Yeshua, salvation. 
If the devil can ever get you to question who Jesus is. Neither is there salvation in any other. And if you don't know who it is, you can't be saved. I know what the oldest doctrine of God is in the whole world. And it starts in Genesis 1 and 1 in the beginning. God. Somebody shout that. God created. He didn't have help. <laughs> let me see. Uh, uh, let's, let, let's look at... Uh, Malachi, let's look at Malachi 2.10. Man, I hope I'm right. Malachi 2.10. Have we not all one father? Hath not... Hath not... One God... Created us. Well, let's go to John chapter 1. In the beginning was the word. Are y'all bored yet? I'm hurrying. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word, come on, shout it. The Word, verse 2. The same was in the beginning with God. Verse 3, let's keep rolling. Hang on, now the Word, the, the word was God. So we got that. All things were made by them. I mean... All things were made by him, and without was not anything made that was made. And in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shined into darkness, and I love this word. Darkness comprehended it not. Say, well, see, they, they just didn't understand. That's not what comprehend means. Get it out look at it. It means it was unquenchable. The darkness could not quench it. The light shined in the darkness, and the darkness couldn't stop it. The darkness couldn't quench it. The darkness could He said, I'm going to be so bright. Don't you worry about the darkness, because there is no darkness that can stop this light. Go, go, go ahead, brother. We're, we're strong. We might as well keep moving. Light shined in the darkness. The darkness comprehended it not. Oh, no. Dose. Is the computer froze up? Good. Go to six, seven. There was a man sent. Uh, there was a man sent from God named John. The same came for witness to bear witness of the light that all men through who? Thank God through man. The Bible just makes it simple. Through him. Verse eight. John was not that light. But now listen. There's something interesting about this. Have you ever just randomly in your letters, when you start talking about light, capitalize the L? You know why it's capitalized? Because this is proper. This is not just speaking about light. This is speaking about the man. I'm, I'm having a hard time, Brother Snow. I, I got chicken skin. I got goosebumps running up and down my legs. You know why? Because I know who he is. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. Go ahead. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Isn't Wes doing good? 
He was, now folks, people don't know what to do with this right here. I haven't given my opinion about this, none of this right here. Listen, he was in the world. Who was in the world? The Word. The Word was God. The Word was with God. The Word was God. And the Word was the light that made everything, came in. Who's he? He was in the world. And the what? The world. The world was made by him? The word, the word was God. And the world was made by him. But he was, he was in the world. And the world, they had to call him salvation every time they called his name. And they were like, who are you? Even ones that were close to him. Philip, after three and a half years, came to Philip and said, well, then show us the Father and it sufficeth us. I wasn't there, but I can almost see Jesus go. <laughs> oh, Philip, how long have I been with you? And you say, show us the father. Philip, I just get chills. Philip, he that hath seen me. seen the father my god brother Danny Lane I'm going to end up taking a lap before I'm done he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not go ahead Bubba he came unto his own and his own received him not John's writing this 60 years after he was gone he said, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Watch this now. Even to them that believe on his name. Verse 13. Which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man. But of God, verse 14, and here that kingdom comes collapsing to the ground. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The word that created, the word that was in the beginning, the word that was God, the word that made all things. And without him was not anything made that was made. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. you to forget who he is because if you don't know who he is then you don't mind debating about whether or not you got to take his name on in baptism but to those that believe in his name well then what do we what do we do with Matthew 28 19 it's, it's easy let's just start at 28 18 we've already been there all power in heaven and in earth is given unto me 
Somebody say all power. power. That sums it up. All power. Who said that? Come on, it's right. Who said it? Don't be ashamed. Who said it? Jesus said, I have all power, not just in earth. I have all power in heaven and in earth. And then he said to them in 19, so go. Go you therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them. Now somebody just shout this next time. Baptizing them in the name. Somebody shout it one more time. Baptizing them in the Them that believe on his name. His name. Oh, the, the, oh okay, okay. I, I got, so then the, the father, what, well, what do, we, what do we do with the father? Okay, stay right there. Just push pause. We already saw it on the screen, so trust me. Let's go back. Uh, you, don't, you don't have to follow me, Wes. You're doing incredible. We don't, you, listen, Isaiah 9, 6. Unto us, let's walk through it. Child is born. Son is given. Government on his shoulders. His. Somebody shout it one more. His. One more. His. Shall be called. Wonderful. Whoa. What? Oh. The everlasting father has a name. Whose name is it? It's the name of the son. The son is given. The name. God have mercy. The name of the father is Jesus. The name of the Son is Jesus. Jesus said, except you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sin. He said to them, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I will come again unto you. If any man hath not the spirit of Christ, they are none of his. So when you receive, I preached it just a couple weeks ago. When you receive the Holy Ghost, you are literally receiving the Spirit of Jesus Christ. I'm glad to tell you Matthew 28, 19 is not a trouble. It's not a problem. It's not an issue. We baptize in the name because we know the name of the Father. And we know the name of the Son. And we know the name of the Spirit. And His name is Jesus. And so religious history uses that subtle little serpent and says, don't worry about that. Just get baptized in titles. It's okay. Folks, listen, titles are dangerous. They're scary. I know this is probably, I know this is probably just uh, fundamentally elementary to some of you in here, but somebody needs to hear what I'm saying, so just... Just, this, isn't, this isn't juvenile. This, this is absolute. This is who we got to be. This is what we got to know. Listen, this is foundational of Christendom. You, you, you can't be a Christian, Christian, Christian if you don't know who he is. It is fundamental and foundational to who we are. There's not salvation in a title of what he has done. There is no salvation in the sonship. The title is, the, 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 the salvation is in the name. We know that, Acts 4 and 20, the salvation is in the name. But I want to tell you something. I, I, I'm a father. 
Come on, Brother, Brother Sean King, you could teach this for me right now. I'm a father. I'm, I'm a son. I have parents. I'm a husband. I, I'm a daddy. I'm a pastor. I, I'm, I'm a pilot. I'm a friend. So why don't I just make offices for all that I do? Because I only have a, a name. And when I sign the check, you know, we don't really do that anymore, but you got to put my pen number in. When we sign the check, I, I'll write you one right. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do it right now. I'll write you a $1,000 check and just sign it, Pastor. Why? Why can't you just take my, I mean, my God, they ought to know who I am in this town. Whoo. I'm somebody. You a preacher? Oh, I'm the preacher. Well, in here, just take this check, $1,000. I'm going to sign it, Pastor. And I'm going to tell you, I mean this. If somebody cashes that check for you and their boss finds out, they'll get fired. Because my name wasn't on the check. It's not my title that gives the authority and my title that gives the power. It's the name. Your Bible said that Lucifer is the father of all eyes. It says that he is the son of perdition. And we know that he was a spirit because he was the cherub that covered. We understand that Lucifer himself is a father. We understand that he is a son. And we know that he has spirit value. So I'm just going to be safe. I don't want to be baptized in the name of a father. I don't want to be baptized in the name of the son. I don't want to be baptized in the name of the spirit. I'll just be baptized in the name of Jesus because I know I know it's a saving name you people have left me no choice but to finish in seven minutes so he wants you to forget who Jesus is because if you forget who Jesus is you can't be saved that's not me that's Bible teaching there's not salvation in any other name. I'll tell you something else the devil wants you to forget. I'm going to preach to somebody right now. The Lord woke me up with this this morning. The devil wants you to forget. Y'all listening? You got it all tuned in right now? Got your seatbelt on? You ready? The devil wants you to forget that everybody has made mistakes. The devil wants you to forget that everybody that's sitting in this room, I ain't trying to hurt nobody, but I'm, t I'm in a room full of failures. <laughs> Aren't you the high and holy potentate? No, sir. I'm a failure. I was born in sin. I feel the Holy Ghost. I was born in sin. And I was shaping in iniquity. Well, Pastor, you've lived for God all your life. Oh, I've tried. Well, you've never backslid. No, I've tried not to. But if you have, that's not your life sentence. If you've backslid and walked away from God. You, oh, God. The devil wants you to believe you're the only one that ever has. But Brother Kevin, I want to remind him today. Everybody in this room's made mistakes. Everybody in this room has made failures. Everybody in this room has had problems in their lives. But thank God who always causes us to triumph in his name.
Brother St. Clair, you just don't know how far I've gone. You just don't know how far he'll reach. Yeah, yeah, but, 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 I, but, but I'm in a bad way. I, I failed God. I, I walked away. Hey, I want to tell you something that Judas did not realize. Judas, his hand will reach to you as far as it did to Peter. But the difference is you've got to reach out to him. You've got to reach up to the reaching down hand. I'm, I'm, I'm closing. There's a lot he wants you to forget, but I'm only going to give you two more quickly. He wants you to forget that troubles don't last forever. Are you hearing what I'm telling you today? The devil wants you to forget this is not going to last forever. You may be weeping right now. When the sun comes up, Brother Dan, God's got his hand on your life, buddy. Ain't no accident. I walked in there the other day and we felt the Holy Ghost stand in that lobby. Some of y'all been through some hard times. Weeping endures. Oh, and the night feels like it's forever. But it won't last forever. Oh, Pastor, this has been the longest season of my life. You know what? That means you're going to have the biggest victory you've ever had. The greater the trial, the greater the victory. Because someday you're going to look back and say, I know it tried to kill me, but I held on until the storm was over. I held on until the sun came up. Baby, you need to know this morning, it's not going to last forever. The devil wants you to forget it, but his mercies are made new every morning. Stand with me. last thing that the devil wants you to forget and I'm telling you folks hear me there is an all out attack on what I'm telling you right now what I'm getting ready to tell you there is an all out attack on this it's bad it's global it's happening all over the world right now but there are so many fictitious stories about it somebody asked me the other day said what do you think about these people that have stories about going to heaven and all this stuff you know what we got to be very careful with some of that stuff how we judge that because there's an all-out attack. And this is, the, this is the last thing I'm going to tell you that the devil wants you to forget. He wants you to forget that heaven is real. Because if you can ignore heaven, then you can ignore hell. My wife's alarm went off this morning. As it does most, most every day when she wakes up and stirs. I just wake up and... Started collecting myself, and I, I was laying there, and I knew this was going to be my last point today. And I wish I had time to preach this. I'd love to preach to you about New Jerusalem a little bit. But I want to tell you, as clear as I'm talking to you right now, I heard the Lord speak this to me this morning. He said, when you talk to them about heaven today, he said, listen, they need to know about the trick the devil's going to use to make them forget about heaven. I said, oh, God, what would it be? He said... I want you to tell my people this morning that the devil don't have to make you hate heaven. 
He just has to make you fall in love with this world. I said, Lord, I get it. The way you get people to stop looking forward to his coming is to get them so comfortable in this world. Why would I need the Lord to come? I've got everything I need. Folks, I've been blessed to break bread in some of the finest establishments in this country. I've had good steaks. I, I didn't take the Texan challenge in Amarillo, but I had one of their small steaks, 72 ounces. I couldn't do it. Ain't no way. I've been with my cousin when he smashed a couple Bub's burgers. I ain't never finished one. I've eaten some fine places. Reagan, I've had some of the best steak there is. Been to St. Elmo. Had some good steak. I ain't never had steak so good that I don't want the marriage supper of the lamb. Whoa! I thank God for every dollar I've had. It's been a blessing. Thank God. I try to remind myself every day when I get in, turn the key and my truck starts. Thank you, Lord, for my truck. Thank you for a dependable vehicle. Thank you, God, my family. Lord, thank you. We got a, a warm place in the winter and a cool place. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you for every blessing I got. But I'm going to tell you, I thank the Lord for my house. <sighs> Sister Doris, it ain't my final home. It ain't my final home. If you're not careful, you're going to work so hard to pay for this house down here that you're not going to store up treasures for that house over there. I'm asking this morning for a few folks in this place. I'm going to open up these altars right now. You know they're open here pretty much all the time. But I'm going to open up these altars and I'm going to tell somebody that the devil's been trying to make you forget the goodness of God. If you want to come up here this morning and say, Lord, he don't have access to my garden. I'm not going to hear one word he says. Because I've already made up my mind. Your word is true. I know who you are. I'm not going to question that. Everybody here has made mistakes. And Lord, I know troubles aren't going to last forever. And I've already established my heart that I'm going to go to heaven. If you're here today and you want to make heaven your home, I'm asking you right now that you would just slip your hand up in the air and say, Lord, whatever you want to do in me. Come on, somebody ought to be bowing a knee at an altar of repentance right now. If you're here today and say, Brother St. Clair, I just, I don't really understand everything there is to know. That's okay. You don't have to understand everything, sweetheart. We, 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 we want to help you. We want to, we want to help you. We want to get you in the Word and get the Word in you. We want to talk to you. There's more than what meets the eye here. We understand that. It takes people time. But the first thing you've got to do is make up in your mind today, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. I wish somebody would just say that prayer with me right now. Lord, whatever it takes, I'm going to be saved. Whatever it takes. God, I'll lay down whatever I got to lay down. I'll leave whatever I got to leave. I'll forsake whatever I got to forsake. But I'm going to be saved. I'm 
not going to let a job take me to hell. I'm not going to let a relationship take me to hell. I, I, I'm not going to let anything take. God, whatever it takes, I'm going to be saved. The Holy Ghost is all over this room. I'm telling you, it's resting on people. I see it right now. Don't fight tears right now. Just let them fall. If you feel the Holy Ghost leading you, don't hold back those tears. Just let them flow. Come on, sweet people. Jesus. Oh, such a beautiful presence in this altar. It ain't going to last forever. 